In this episode, I speak with the founder and president of Dynama Insurance, Erin Ardley. Key points addressed were Erin's experience setting up her prolific insurance brokerage firm in New York City. We also discussed some of the specific areas for consideration that a client should have when looking for new insurance policies and or insurance brokers and the consideration of them. Stay tuned for my fascinating talk with Erin Ardley. Hi, my name is Patricia Kathleen, and this podcast series contains interviews I conduct with women, female-identified, and non-binary individuals regarding their professional stories and personal narrative. This podcast is designed to hold a space for all individuals to learn from their counterparts regardless of age, status, or industry. We aim to contribute to the evolving global dialogue surrounding underrepresented figures in all industries across the USA and abroad. If you're enjoying this podcast, be sure to check out our subsequent series that dive deep into specific areas such as vegan life, fasting, and roundtable topics. They can be found via our website, patriciacathleen.com, where you can also join our newsletter. You can also subscribe to all of our series on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, and YouTube. Thanks for listening. Now let's start the conversation. Hi, everyone, and welcome back. I am your host, Patricia, and today I am very excited to be sitting down with Erin Ardley. She's the founder and president of Dynama Insurance. You can find it, uh, more information on their website at dynamainsurance.com. That is spelled D-Y-N-A-M-A-I-N-S-U-R-A-N-C-E.com. Welcome, Erin. Thank you for having me, Patricia. Absolutely. For those of you that are new to this podcast, I will read a quick bio on Erin before I start peppering her with questions and have her further enumerate a lot of her personal narrative and story. But before we get to that, let me give you a quick roadmap for the trajectory in which today's inquiry will be based. We will first look at Erin's personal and professional background as it leads up to the founding of um, Dynama. And then we will climb into directly unpacking Dynama. We'll first look at the logistics. So the who, what, when, where, how, why, founders, funding, all of that good stuff. And then we'll unpack the ethos and philosophy behind it, as well as any change that's been happening since the founding of it. Then we'll look at goals and um, any future pivot points that Aaron may have formed, particularly given the um, most recent state of the COVID-19 pandemic, and this um, might affect her industry more than others. We'll wrap everything up with advice that Aaron has for those of you who are looking to get involved with her, perhaps emulate some of her success. As promised, a quick bio on Erin before I start asking her questions. Erin Ardley is the founder and president of Dynama uh, Insurance, where she helps to make the insurance planning process more transparent and more accessible for her clients, meeting the needs of individuals facing complex life, event, life events from marriage to divorce to a growing family or workplace needs. Um, for example, disability insurance. As independent brokers, Erin and her team represent the country's strongest and most reliable insurance companies and provide unbiased access to the most competitive products. Uh, Dynama Insurance 
provides life, disability, health, and long-term care insurance, as well as reviews of existing insurance policies. Areas of expertise include private client products and cross-border planning for international clients. Erin is also a mentor for Women Unlimited, Inc., and a board member of the Estate Planning Council of New York City, and an advisory board member of the World Music Institute. She has a Bachelor's of Arts degree in Communication and Culture from the City University of New York, CUNY. Um, and I'm excited to climb through kind of everything that you guys are doing at uh, Dynama, Erin, but I want to kind of first have you unpack for us, if you would, your own personal and professional history that brought you to um, the launching of the company. Sure. Well, I actually moved to New York City when I was 18, and I thought I was going to be an artist. And I tried that for about a year or so and realized that I might end up as a starving artist. <laughs> and so that led me into uh, marketing and sales, which I discovered I was pretty good at. And I ended up forming my own marketing company to help businesses that didn't have an in-house marketing department and wanted to outsource it. And I had a lot of very interesting clients, a skincare line, a real estate developer, and I was hired by an insurance brokerage. And so I was hired to initially help them with their marketing, uh, building more relationships with advisors that they worked with. And you know, uh, 11 years later, I was a partner at that firm. <laughs> so um, to me, insurance was never something I woke up and said, oh, I think I'll go into this industry. Um, but it was something I ended up really enjoying because I think you get to use both sides of your brain. Um, really, the insurance planning is a little bit like putting together a puzzle. It's very analytical. And then there's the people side where you get to talk to really smart, interesting people and hear their stories. and. Uh, see cute pictures of their kids and hear about why they started their businesses. So I ended up finding out I actually did really enjoy it. Um, worked at a firm for 11 years um, and then really got to a point where I felt like I'd learned everything I could learn and decided to take a break. So I actually took a year off, um, traveled around the world <laughs> and then you know decided I thought I would start with uh, my own company and see how it went. So I remember thinking, you know, if it doesn't work, I can go get a job. So let's just give it a shot. <laughs> and that's what led me to start Dynama is really taking what I had learned and what I liked and then, you know, really refining it and uh, creating my own vision for the insurance industry. Did you know when you were traveling around the world, did it kind of come to you that you were going to launch Dynama? Like, were you, a, was that part of the impetus for the launch? Well, I think what happened was I gave myself a year off and I just said, I am not going to work for a year. I'm just going to think what, about what I want to do. Uh, I kind of joke with friends and say, you know, I had my midlife crisis and instead of buying a Porsche, I went to Africa. <laughs> um, so I really just took a break from reality and I wasn't sure what I was going to do. I thought I wanted to start a company and I wasn't sure it was going to be an insurance. And then what happened is as I was traveling, I kept getting calls from people I had worked with saying, but I want to work with you. You know, when are you coming back? <laughs> when can we get together? And so that made me realize I had enjoyed a lot of the people I worked with. I just wanted to do things differently. And that's when I thought, you know what? I have these great contacts. I have all this knowledge. Let me try this and give it a shot and never look back. <laughs> and you chose to return back to New York and, and, and make that home. Yes, I lived in New York City for probably 15 years at that point. So New York has always really felt like home to me. Um, I've now been here most of my life, so I, I do consider it my home. And it's also a great place to run a business. Yeah, and it's a great city. I love New York. It's, 
you love it or you hate it, right? It's just one of those two. It's like LA, same thing. <laughs> exactly. I want to turn to unpacking Dynama. And first, I want to get into um, uh, the logistics. So I'm wondering if you can give us like a rough year when it was launched, how many people you launched with? Was it just yourself? Did you have founders? Did you have funding? All of those like little key points. So I launched the company in 2014. And I was very fortunate in that I didn't need to get funding because in the insurance world, you don't really need you know, you don't need to have a lot of things in order to make insurance, right? It's really just intellectual capital and relationships. So um, I was fortunate that I didn't have to have funding and I was able to bootstrap my way um, into building the company. Um, I did, I was adamant about not having a partner. I really never wanted to have a partner again. <laughs> and um, I had just gone through a, a kind of a corporate divorce and a personal divorce. And I was determined that this was going to be mine and all mine. <laughs> and I didn't want to have to worry about ever um, dividing it or losing part of it because of someone else. So I was very stubborn on that issue. And um, what that led me to do was to find people that could give me the support I needed as consultants, um, but not bring them in as partners. Okay. And where did the name Dynama come from? So when I started out, I hired a, a firm to help me with branding. And so they helped me with the name, the logo, the website, the look. And you know, the name was really hard because I kept coming up with things that I thought would make great names and they would already be taken. I mean, things I would make up were already taken. <laughs> and so Dynama was a riff on either um, a dynamo, but making it feminine or dynamic. And um, I thought that had a lot of energy. And that's also why we picked the color orange for our logo, because I feel like in the financial world, everything is very calm, very muted, lots of blues and grays. And I wanted to bring you know, a more refreshing, energetic um, angle to the insurance industry. And so, uh, and also as a woman owned business, I liked the feminine side of the, the A in the name. Nice. I want to unpack it a little bit for people who aren't aware. And we were talking off the record and I told you that um, I felt like a large part of the population that I grew up with and knew didn't know anything about insurance until one, they got hurt when they had their own insurance you know, um, in occupational moments, or they started having a family. It's, I feel like it's an area that people are like, I don't know, you know, especially in the United States of America. But before we get to unpacking like the logistics of what you do and your niche clientele, or if you have a niche one, you're kind of, um, a lot of your brand when I w visit your website is, is very married to this message of um, developing like this transparent and accessibility you know, for your clients and, and breaking things down. Was that the original goal? Was that part of your philosophy as you launched or did it become um, something that you realized needed to happen as you built um, Dynama? No, I, from the beginning, I would say that um, transparency and education were the two hallmarks that I wanted to focus on. I think most people's experience with insurance is that it's very confusing um, unfortunately, the way it can be sold can be very misleading. And I really wanted to, um, to be very straightforward, very clear, very helpful. And I still have the philosophy that, you know, I think if I educate my clients, they're smart people, they can make good decisions. They don't need me to sell them, to push them, to, um, to haggle them. <laughs> um, but I think that most of the time the experience people get is not one where they have the transparency, they see, you know, all the options um, and they have, you know, an education as to what it is they're buying. Um, as you mentioned, I do reviews of existing insurance and my 
it, it just makes my butt blood boil when I hear someone say in response to, why did you buy this? Oh, well, it was the only thing I was shown. And then I'll follow up with, well, you know, how does it work or what does it do? And they'll say, you know, I don't really understand it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's a daunting industry. And I think that um, brokers are needed, particularly if you don't have a lot of time. You know, the moment that I really wanted to look into multiple forms of insurance, meaning more than just car and blanket health, was when I started a family and I was looking at life insurance and, and just, you know, property insurance and things of that nature. And um, it, it was exactly the time period when I didn't have time to look into those things. And indexes, this was a solid 15, 20 years ago, indexes weren't really built even online yet. And so finding that information, it felt exclusive and esoteric you know, at the same time, much like the plans themselves. Um, and so I want to, and I think with the advent of Obamacare and things that happened that it was forcing it onto a public realm where people were forced to kind of explain and understand, a lot of things have changed. But I want to talk a little bit about how to, to view what you do. Is it is it proper to say that you're kind of this broker? Are you an advisor? What is a term that you would kind of give yourself and your team and what you guys do so that people can grasp what what your um, your service is? So first and foremost, we're independent brokers. And so I would say the firm is an independent brokerage, meaning we are not an agency or an agent that only works with one company. And you know that is, I think, the single biggest mistake people make when they are looking for insurance is they will only speak to an agent of one company. And the analogy I'll often use is if you were looking for a flight from New York to Miami, would you just call one airline and buy whatever they had? <laughs> probably not. You would probably use a travel agent or you would contact four or five different airlines or you would go online and you would compare the prices. And maybe you would pay a little more for you know, JetBlue's potato chips or, or a bigger seat, but you would at least make an analysis and make a comparison. And you know, life insurance is something you could have for 30, 40, 50 years. And it, it's frustrating to me when people will just buy the first thing that they're shown or only look at one company's offering. So to answer your question, you know, the biggest distinction I think in the industry is, are you working with an agent that is employed by a company and that is of course going to recommend their employer's products? Or are you working with an independent broker that actually has access to all the major companies and has an obligation to you to help you, the client. Absolutely. What are, um, so how many people are on your team and do you have areas of specialty? Do you particularly, you know, it talks about families and, um, and kind of like different life events with marriage and divorce and things like that in your bio. Do you have a niche that you like to work with and does it vary from those who are working with you, other members of your team? So we have a team of eight. Um, I am always the point person for a client, and depending on their needs, they might have a couple of other people on the team helping them. Um, I would say our areas of expertise, we get lots of calls from parents that either are expecting a new baby or have just had a baby. Um, that's, you know, as you know, prime time to look into life insurance. Uh, we also have um, a lot of clients who are going through a divorce and maybe they're required to get life insurance as part of a divorce decree, or maybe they need life insurance to support their new lifestyle. Um, and that's an area, again, where people are, they've got enough on their plate. We want to make it easy for them to get what they need. And then we also work with a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners. We have everything from lawyers, architects, fashion designers, film producers. Um, we see a lot of times when people will start a business they're giving up their corporate benefits that they used to have. So they might need some help getting disability insurance or health insurance set up at that point. 
Yeah, absolutely. It's such a variety. It's kind of crazy. And it ties into legalities and things like that. And to that end, do you work with um, like law firms? Do you have advisors? What kind of affiliations happen on on a, a scale of yours? Like when someone's looking for insurance, they're probably also looking for recommendations for things in case that insurance has to kick in. Do you have any affiliations or do you kind of just refer them to someone else? So we don't necessarily have a formal affiliation, but I would say we like to be a part of a client's financial team. So we like to work with their wealth advisor or financial advisor, their trust and estate attorney, perhaps their corporate or matrimonial attorney and their CPA. And those advisors are usually the ones that are identifying the need and saying, you know what, you need insurance and we know you'll be in good hands with Erin, so call her and then we'll work together as a team to get whatever is needed to make the process easy for the client. So we don't work with any one group, um, but we do like to be a part of that team of financial advisors. Absolutely. Did you, what year did you guys launch? 2014. 2014. Since then, what has been kind of the changes that you've made? There's, there's expected ones of growth and things of that nature, but have there been any like structural changes to the company? Have you taken on new aspects, dropped off aspects since then and now? No, I would say we were pretty narrow in terms of focusing on you know just these four areas, life, health, disability, and long-term care insurance. So we don't do property and casualty insurance. We don't do financial planning. We don't try to do estate planning. So I think we were pretty clear about what we were good at, what we wanted to do. And so we've really stated that course. Um, I think what's changed is just have adding more support staff um, because we've been growing and adding more clients. Um, and I think at the beginning, what I spent a lot of time on was kind of the behind the scenes uh, parts of the business. And so I think from a client's perspective, they may look and the business may look the same, but for me it was making sure I had the right partners to help place the insurance, the people that are doing all the, the quotes, the paperwork, collecting medical records, all those things that you know the client doesn't necessarily see but have to happen. So having good relationships there um, and then you know having great uh, bookkeeping was very difficult. Uh, finding someone who could really understand the complex bookkeeping that happens for um, insurance. Uh, so there's been a lot of behind the scenes things that have required uh, work and improvement and upgrades. Uh, but I would say our core focus is still the same. What about um, when you say that you don't do property and casualty insurance, what made you exclude that? Like why would that? It's actually a different license. Um, so it's a whole different area. And, you know, there are firms that will offer both, you know, I personally have never really found someone that does both expertly. So um, again, it's kind of back to my philosophy of stay in your lane, do, do what you do best and just do that. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, what's the advice that you give when you, when you have new clients? Let me juxtapose this with telling you what I did um, kind of as a novice, but before I went into trying to find a brokerage, um, I had started my family, I launched my independent company, like kind of all at once, <laughs> as one would do when they're young and insane and in the early 30s. But um, I sat down before I spoke with anyone because I tend to get, uh, I think as we all do, we get very lost in someone's world once we're not used to it. And I made a list of um, all of what I thought my family's needs were. And then I also made a description of what my family looked like. 
So occupations, professions, pastimes, things like that to kind of paint the picture. What would you describe or do you have a checklist that you give a new client who comes on with you? And how does that um, kind of compare and contrast to how you would advise anybody who's looking for a broker such as yourself? How do you vet people? How would you advise people vet brokers? So I think, you know, very few people know how to buy insurance. Um, the, the tips that we usually give are, you know, to resist the urge to just go online. Um, you can certainly go online and I'll give an example. In New York State, we have probably 15, maybe more companies that offer term life insurance. That's the simplest, least expensive type of insurance. So there's, you know, 15 of them, probably five of them cost, in a, have a price that's very similar. And so if you go online, you're probably just going to buy the least expensive one. Um, you don't know if there are features that are worth paying a little more for in option two or option three. So while you will get insurance, you will be covered, you will have a good company, you might miss out on an opportunity. Um, one example is, for example, if you are um, getting divorced, some companies will let you reduce your coverage over time. Some won't. Some have restrictions or timing issues. And if you have an alimony agreement that says you're allowed to reduce your coverage and therefore your premium, you know, after a certain number of years, you're probably going to want to do that. And you may not be able to figure out which company is going to best fit that for you. So that's just one example. There are many examples like that. So I'd say, you know, we always say resist the urge to go online, have an, have an expert, um, make sure whoever you're working with is independent, that they are going to show you multiple companies and they're not just going to push one product. Um, and if you're not sure, always ask to see at least three different companies, at least two different products. So again, get an education on what's out there. Um, if we have a client call us and say, I want to look at whole life, we say, well, that's great, but you know, universal life is less expensive. So we're going to show you that too. So if you're only seeing one product, it might be the most expensive <laughs> product. So it's always good to do a comparison and ask questions, why this and not that. Um, and my advice also is don't, don't buy something if you don't understand it um, and take your time because again, you could be keeping this product for decades. So, you know, don't rush to buy something and don't buy something if you don't feel uncomfortable. There's a lot of people that are capable of helping you. If you feel uncomfortable with one person, switch to the next. Um, and, and to that extent, engage people who can help you, who look at this stuff every day, like a trust and estates attorney or your financial advisor. Yeah, absolutely. How do you, um, when you went to build um, your company, how did you set it apart? Did you find the need to, I mean, you said, you know, you had a lot of friends and family or, or co former colleagues and associates reaching out to you. Did you kind of marinate at all about how you were going to set your brokerage apart from those um, out there? And if so, what are the key elements that set it apart? I think the fact that it was woman owned in the insurance world was an, an immediate defining uh, elements. Mm -hmm. And then I really wanted to kind of own what we did and be very clear about what we did. And I remember I said, I'm going to name it Dynama Insurance. And one advisor said to me, oh, well, insurance, that has a real negative connotation. And I said, but that's what we do. <laughs> and so, you know, there's a lot of people who pretend to not do insurance. They call it financial planning. They call it estate planning. And, you know, at the end of the day, we sell insurance. And, you know, I am not going to try to pretend that we don't or try to trick people. So I think clarity and just, again, kind of really owning what we do, not being afraid to say, no, we don't do that, um, but we do do this, and this is what we do well, and this is what we can help you with. So 
that was really something that I didn't see a lot of in the field and in the industry. And I really wanted to be just, you know, very crystal clear about, you know, what we could do and how we could help. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm curious, do you have any warning points that you set someone off? Like if someone was a novice in the field and they were looking at brokers, like people who are looking to mark up, or have you done a Google search as to how to find a good insurance broker and found those lists to be true and helpful or inaccurate? I mean, if you Google life insurance, it's going to show you individual companies. It'll show you, you know, a Prudential or a Mass Mutual or a Guardian. And, and they might all be great companies, but they not, might not be the best for the exact product that you need. So the thing I would say is when you are, you know, or it'll take you to a site, you know, like a policy genius where, yes, you can get quotes. But again, are you going to understand why you're getting one product versus another, one company versus another um, no, you're probably not going to get that, um, that understanding. So, you know, I would say, again, talk to people you do know and trust. And then when you're speaking to the insurance professional, you know, ask them if they're affiliated with a particular company um, or if they're an independent broker. And then always ask to see you know, multiple quotes from different companies. And if you keep getting the same company over and over again, then there's probably an incentive for the person to recommend that company over the others. And that should be a warning sign. What about location in the United States? Do you want to find a broker that's within your part of the country? Does it even matter? Is it advantageous to have someone in your state versus out of your state? How does that work as far as a brokerage is concerned? That's a good question. So in the United States, uh, insurance is regulated on a state level, not a federal level. So the person that you work with does have to be licensed in your state. Now, I'm based in New York City, but I'm licensed in about 15 or maybe 20 different states. So I could, I do have clients in California and Florida that I'm working with, but that would be a question you'd want to ask. And certainly not everyone, if they're not located in your state, would be licensed in your state. Interesting. Yeah, the licensing is curious, but when you brought up not having um, the licensure for the property and casualty, it made sense. Um, I'm curious, when you look forward, well, I kind of want to climb into, I'm not sure, I suspected um, that your industry would have been heavily moved by the pandemic um, and just people's response, people's returning to analyzing their own livelihoods. It seems like it was happening everywhere. And I'm curious if there's been change to um, your company because of that, and if it's also changed um, what your plans are for the next one to three years in your goal setting. So we've been really busy. <laughs> um, I would say in March, the first rush of calls was people just saying, am I really covered? You know, I bought a policy from you. Is there an exclusion for a pandemic? Is my family okay if something happens to me? And the good news there was, yes, you were covered. There is not any kind of exclusion with modern life insurance policies for a pandemic causing a death. Um, so that was good. Um, then we continue to have a lot of people calling and it's either because they realize that they've been putting off their planning and, and it was really important to get their disability or their life insurance at force, um, or it was because they were perhaps unfortunately being laid off and they were losing corporate benefits they had relied on. Um, and then recently we've been getting a lot of requests for help with long-term care insurance. And I think it's because people have seen that maybe they don't want to be in a nursing home or just a, a mediocre nursing home they want they would rather be at home and that can actually be more expensive so i think people are now finally saying we have time we're home with our parents our spouses or whatnot we can have these conversations we could take action 
So, and I've told a couple of clients, I said, you know, if you're two things, if you're not doing your estate planning now, then when is a good time? <laughs> you know, we're in the middle of a pandemic where everyone is thinking about death, unfortunately. So if, you, if now is not a good time to address your planning, then really when will there be? Um, and then on a more positive note, you know, do this now, your home, you know, you're, and that way when life goes back to normal, you're not worrying about your estate plan or your insurance, you're planning your vacation and you're moving forward with your life. So I think it's a great time to address uh, personal financial planning needs. And I think uh, many people agree with me and that's why we're so busy. <laughs> yeah. How has it changed you as a company? Have you looked, has it, has it altered any of your dialogue or your goals for the next one to three years? We've been getting more volume than we expected. So um, not just bigger clients, but just more clients. So we will probably need to hire salespeople and train them sooner than we had anticipated as a result of that. What were your goals prior to the pandemic? Is it just kind of that constant growth? Do you sit down ever um, with your own advisors and make goals for the next one to three years? How does it work in your industry? So, you know, we're still a relatively young company. Uh, we're turning six this year, which is <laughs> time flies. So really the goal at first was to be the most efficient um, you know, with me as the, the salesperson, kind of the head salesperson and my team. And again, the client facing team, the behind the scenes team, and that's taken more time than I would have expected while also just growing the company and, and helping clients. So the next stage would really be to hire um, other insurance agents, hopefully women, um, and have them be able to use our platform. So they would be able to, you know, sell to their clients, work with their advisors. But I'm really looking for people who maybe have the entrepreneurial spirit, but don't want to go out and start over from scratch and have to figure out all the back office, all the marketing, all the branding, all the, you know, accounting and bookkeeping and all those things that I've put years into building up. Um, they could just come use our platform and just be able to offer great service to their clients. Yeah, absolutely. The female um, owned and run is, is a, obviously given this podcast, a, a, huge cause to my heart as well. So I think it's cool to have, it's just an industry or just an index that's starting to grow as well. Um, and I'm excited to see it grow more. And I think that you'll have people reach out if that is one of your efforts and aims. I'm curious, um, <clears throat> the advice that you might have for people, um, I usually wrap up by asking advice. So I want to do this on two different levels. I want to collect advice from you on three different ways. And the first one is um, my traditional one, which is if you were walking in Central Park tomorrow and at a safe social distance, a woman or female identified or non-binary individual ran up to you and said, Erin, I'm so glad I found you. I was just talking to a good friend of ours we have in common. And she said, to come speak with you, I've just kind of finished a career in corporate. I've done a lot of dealing with insurance. I got, you know, um, my start kind of in the performing arts, switched gears, uh, did some traveling, and now I'm going to start my own company. And I'm going to get into like the insurance business and brokerage. What are the top three pieces of advice you would give that individual knowing what you know now? I would say do it right in the beginning. Meaning if you are going to, you know, hire, build a website or whatnot, um, don't do it cheaply and then redo it. Um, I was I was a big believer in putting money into the things I would need and, and doing it right from the get-go. I think that's good advice. Um, number two, it gets it gets lonely and challenging to run a business. So I would say get get a coach, get someone who can help you 
to be accountable, to move forward, to be realistic and to be your cheerleader too, <laughs> um, and build a network. Um, you know, I think my launch was much easier, not that it was easy, but much easier than maybe other people's was because I had this amazing network of people who believed in me, who supported me, um, who I could lean on, who I could call for advice. And so, um, you know, network, help people, give to them, they will give to you. I'm, I'm always um, constantly grateful about how blessed I am to have an amazing group of people around me that are always there for me. Absolutely. All right. I've got do it right in the beginning. Uh, don't skimp as you start the beginnings and um, get a coach for the hard start and um, a support team and network for um, all of the, the growth that is to come. And the second piece of advice I wanted to ask you is if someone walked up to you tomorrow that was a colleague or something, um, or let's say a daughter of a colleague, and she said, I'm getting ready to start this family and this business, and I need to, I need to find myself um, a, you know, a, an insurance broker, and it's an estate that you're not licensed in, what are the top three pieces of advice you would give her as she was looking to find someone to do what you do? I would say engage your trusted advisors. Um, if you don't have trusted advisors, then this is a good time in life to start building that team. Again, that accountant or mortgage broker, financial advisor, trust and estate attorney, um, you will be better served in life by having this team around you. So if you don't have that team, start building it. And if you do, engage them and get them to help you. Um, so that would be number one. Uh, number two, make sure that you're working with an independent insurance broker that is going to be patient with you, show you quotes from multiple companies, compare multiple products, um, and that and help you really understand. Um, and three, I would say, you know, don't be afraid to to walk away. You know, go somewhere else if you're not feeling comfortable. Um, I think people sometimes feel confused and they don't want to ask questions. They feel dumb. And insurance is very confusing. So I would say not necessarily don't be afraid to walk away, but you know yourself and, um, and don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid to talk to a, a second or third person. Um, insurance is not easy to understand, uh, but the right person should be able to explain it to you in English. <laughs> and, uh, and you don't want to buy something that you don't understand. Um, insurance is something that's designed for you to keep for decades. And you know, many of the policies have penalties if you uh, could if you try to switch or cancel early. So don't rush it, take your time and um, make sure that you get to uh, a place where you feel very comfortable in what you're getting. I love it. That's perfect. So I've got um, engaged trusted advisors and build time building that team if you don't have a team around you so that they can advise you. Um, make sure that they're independent so that their uh, information and advice is um, the best. And don't be afraid to walk away and really gauge um, what you have and find the best and um, really research what you've got going on. That's awesome. Erin, we are out of time, but I wanted to say thank you so much for all of your advice and your, your story today, your professional chronicle. I think it's one, that, um, one of the first times we've touched on an insurance broker. And I know a lot of people have garnered information just from your personal story as well as um, what you do. Well, thank you very much for having me. I'd be happy to um, help anyone with questions on insurance or entrepreneurship. It's always a pleasure to meet other women on their journey. So thank you for having me and thank you for this opportunity. Definitely. For everyone listening, we've been speaking with Erin Ardley. She's the founder of Dyna uh, Dynama Insurance. And um, I always try to say that wrong one more time. She's the founder and president of Dynama Insurance. 
And um, you can find out more on dynamainsurance.com. Thank you for giving us your time. And until we speak again next time, remember to stay safe and always bet on yourself. Slunch. Thank you.